Okay, so we are doing Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 11, Part 2, Chapter 26. We had completed up to verse 13. Now, this is a story of King Pururava. And this chapter is called the Ayala Gita. Now, King Pururava is talking about how he was completely deluded by a woman whom he had completely surrendered to and she has dished him and she has gone away. So, he is ruining why she has left. And he is talking about the kind of things that would have happened with her and how he wasted his life. So, this is the chapter called Aila Gita. Uh, we are doing Canto 11, Part 2, Srimad Bhagavatam, Chapter 26, the Aila Gita, verse 14 onwards. Even after I had served the so-called nectar of the lips of Urvashi for many years, my lusty desires kept rising again and again within my heart and were never satisfied, just like a fire that can never be extinguished by the oblation of ghee poured into its flame. So, the king is talking about how he wasted his life. Every time when we think about our own life, what are we actually running after? We are running after lust and greed, two most important things for any person in this world. And lust is an important component which drives a man towards his destiny more and more. The idea that we have to meet someone in life and then to set up family and so on and so forth is an accepted fact by everybody in this world. Today everybody thinks that yes, when I grow up, I need to find a man of my dreams or a woman of my dreams and then get on with the life with her and then him, now her and him both. You have to see that. And then have a family, get married and have a family and then children and you know. This is exactly how everybody has been thinking. And you may say that this institution called marriage, it is recent. Recent may not be too recent, but it is definitely recent. The institution was created because of a very important term. That term, that word is called desire. The desire to own something, the desire to be a part of some atmosphere, some place, some environment. The desire for ownership of all kinds of stuff, whether it is man or object, you name it. And that is the reason why this institution called marriage came into existence. I am sure many of you have seen movies. I, you may not remember what you did 10,000 BC, okay? But I can definitely say there are lots of creative film directors who have portrayed what might have happened in 10,000 BC. Yeah, there are lots of people in a commune. As it happens in a commune, you keep on circulating. Imagine this is exactly what the animals do, don't they? There is no focus on any particular individual till you feel the need of focusing on that individual or the person or that particular being. And then the idea of a desire comes into the picture. This desire drives a man towards ownership of things. You know how a person wants to own something? 
Oh, I want this person to be mine. And the moment you say, I want to own this person, yeah, you have already sanctioned yourself a lot of problems in life. Because imagine that other individual, if it, if that individual looks outside, then what happens? Then you have a big problem on hand. Isn't it? So the institution of marriage is a recent origin. It is not very ancient. It is not ancient at all. Some people who believe that they they can say in terms of morality and various other things. I, when you have to think in terms of ownership of any person, then the idea that I have to be secure comes into the picture. Isn't it? I want security. Why? Because I don't want the ownership of that object to leave me and go somewhere else. Isn't that correct? Isn't it like the ownership of any item in your world? Whether it is a gold bangle or a car or a two-wheeler. Now, if you leave your two-wheeler outside someplace and somebody comes and picks it up and goes away, you know how big trouble you may be in. So, this is exactly what I meant. You want to have the ownership of that object and that person as well. And because of this ownership, we get into big troubles. Spirituality teaches us that we cannot own anything in this world. We cannot own anything in this world. Why should we own any object? First, they don't belong to you. Even a mother, when she takes the ownership of a child, just because the child has come from her womb, she thinks that she owns it. It's not important. Today, the age of surrogate babies, who can take ownership of the baby? The womb belongs to somebody else. The sperm belongs to somebody else. The egg belongs to someone else. And once the baby comes out of the womb, it is given to adoption to someone else. Now you think about it, then who is the father and the mother? Do you think the person who has provided the sperm is the owner? You can't take ownership of any object in this world today. Just because you have paid money for something, do you think you own that object? So this is where the problem of ownership comes into play and spirituality teaches you don't own anything in this world. If you don't own anything in this world, then you are not going to lose it. It's a simple logic, isn't it? If you don't own anything, you are anyway not going to lose that object because it doesn't belong to you. And if it doesn't belong to you and you are losing that object, would you care? No. If your neighbor loses his bike or his car, are you bothered about it? No, you are not bothered about it. You'll, say, you'll just feel sorry for that guy. You're a poor fellow. He must have bought a new car and he lost it. <laughs> That's the only thing that can happen. Now, the thing is, idea that we need to own something and we need to be bothered about that individual creates this problem. So, desire is the root cause. King Pururava is saying, even after I have served the so-called nectar of the lips of Urvashi for many years. That means, this man was definitely involved in sexual activities with Urvashi. Now, Urvashi, if you remember, I had told you, she is the 
celestial prostitute basically somebody who serves all the gods hmm? now because her job is that okay i have to correct you over here where the term prostitute comes into play and especially the i think the women will be happy when i say what i am going to say just now think about it there is a one woman and she sleeps around with 100 people naturally she is called by that term prostitute but is the same spoken about a man a man one man may go and sleep with 100 people why is he not called that think about it a man is never called like that a man is supposed to be beyond all these things oh he is supposed to do everything so think about it like that this king this king i am sure king pururava must have had a harem of more than 1000 women okay i am sure about it and yet urvashi is called by a name whereas he is not called by anything see the whole point of it yeah it's a different story that now he is going to turn a new leaf okay then then the whole thing will go away okay let us see what happens so he is used to all kinds of escapades you know sex escapades okay he is talking about enjoying the nectar of the lips of urvashi okay for many years my lusty desires kept rising again and again within my heart what are these lusty desires the lusty desires which basically it is sexual in nature so he is interested in sex having sex with this lady continuously and then what happens to him and was never satisfied the idea called satisfaction in sex is never there please understand this a man and a woman may have love making they do that it gets over the desire rises at the next few minutes i want to have again i want to do it again i want to do it again do you think it ever goes away no and it is like a continuous thing so i am going to slightly move away from this text and move to another text which i teach now this is a story which i am talking about is from a book called tripura rahasyam there is this prince this prince once he gets lost into the jungles and he meets a very beautiful girl out there she is alone at home i mean there is a small hut and she is the daughter of a the rishi over there her name is hemlekha and the boy the prince's name is hemchuda so when hemlekha sees this person hemchuda she welcomes him in the house because he is lost this boy this man this prince he falls in love with her instantly she is beautiful and she is alone she is in the jungle think about all these things you know uh, important tick points to be ticked off alone single in the jungle nobody around of course you know what all talks in your mind so naturally he falls in love with her it's a very mild word okay falling in love well then he goes and he meets her father the rishimuni and says i want to marry her and he marries her and takes her to be the princess and you know, when when you have a princess 
I'm sure you know now everybody is excited about Meghan Markle. Huh? The what dresses she's wearing. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> the beautiful dresses that she's wearing and the purse she's carrying and the way she goes around in the public. Everybody is following her. From Instagram to Twitter to everything. People will definitely follow. The question is who is paying for her dresses, isn't it? But she has said she pays for them. Anyway, that's a sidelight. Coming back to our story once again. So this princess goes to live with this prince. And now he has made a very beautiful castle for her. Yeah, just like the Disney world, no? in that Disney castle. And then it so happens that he is enjoying his life with her. Now, enjoyment after marriage is all about sex. Okay, 24 bar 7, they are only thinking of one thing. Okay, so here he is enjoying. So one day, the wife says, No, this man gets very upset. And he gets very upset and he doesn't know what to do. And again, she says, No. You know, if you say no two, three times, you know that person's temperatures are going to shoot through the roof. So naturally, Hem Chuda gets very upset about the whole issue. Then he asks her, what is this nonsense that you are saying? What do you mean no? So is anything wrong with you? She says, nothing is wrong with me, but no. So the question that he asks is, see, I am a handsome guy. Yeah, yeah, he looked very good, of course. I've got a castle, I've got money, I've got slaves, I've got everything in the world. Oh, most important is virility, okay? I don't, you can't say I am not a virile person. Yeah, I'm, I'm very good at all those things also. Then what is wrong? I mean, why are you saying no to me? So she asks him a simple question. She says, do you know? that the most important act that you are talking about happens at a place where the dirtiest of the liquids and solids keep on coming out. <laughs> Urine, pus, blood, you name it, all kinds of dirty stuff. And you seem to like those places a lot. Wow. You know, if you think about this, you should be, you know, the moment you think about urine, pus and blood and, you know, shit and all that. Oh my God, I'm sure, you know, you are not going to look at that place. And what is this that you keep on liking about it so much? This man gets totally demotivated by these words. Can you imagine somebody saying like this? He gets completely, you know, fizzled out. He says, okay, I will do one thing. I'll just go and sit somewhere. So he goes to another castle and he sits over there closing all the doors. You know, sex is performed with the worst possible places on earth. The objects, the, the organs that we use and imagine man runs after this so much. He enjoys it by the way. Have you seen a pig rolling in the shit? Okay, you have seen, no? How do you like that? You can imagine here this man is rolling exactly in that 
naturally that thought should up, you know come in the mind of a person but it doesn't come by the way you know that no he says my lusty desires kept rising again and again and it doesn't stop it keeps on rising again and again and it was never satisfied he is never satisfied it's like the fire that can never be extinguished by the oblations of the ghee poured on into its flames that means what the mind is a very very important object over here what does it do you know your mind can be a very dicey creature it can show you things which it wants you to see who is this you the you is the lower self the lower self wants to see all the good stuff now suppose you are cooking something maybe you are making a mere baking a cake and the cake gets burnt would you like to see the burnt cake or would you like to see something really good of course you want to see some something good you know if it, if it is burnt you know what you can hide it by means of <laughs> all the cream and everything yeah you can garnish it with whatever you want and hide it away end of the day nobody sees what they are eating you know <laughs> so and cut it and give it so it's exactly like that we are always bothered about the good stuff we are never bothered about that which appears dirty horrible or bad hmm? so here is exactly like that you are driven driven the person is driven by that object so much that there is nothing in this world the mind cannot hide the mind is very good at hiding stuff you know how good it is at hiding stuff i'm sure you have seen a lot of things happening in this world if you want your mind to see something bad this this thing if you want your mind to see something bad did i say the mind wants to see something bad no i never said like that i said if you want so who is the controller in this you are the mind so you are the controller of the mind but if the mind wants to show you something who is the controller the mind of course isn't it there are two ways of looking at it if you can control the mind then you can do what you want but if the mind controls you what happens you lose your sanity correct then nothing will appear to you the way you want it to appear so let us come to this so the mind creates an illusion an object which is illusory remember this story is of a king pururava and urvashi and this story is about normal people it is not about some great king somewhere and some uh, you know celestial damsel there is nothing we are talking about our normal life also so this you have to apply it to your normal life so the mind can create illusions for us all kinds of illusions and the same object that you think is bad will appear good and if it is good it can appear bad by the mind isn't it and it can pour ghee ghee in the fire means you can keep on rubbing salt on the wound if you want to make it bad right or the other way round you can make that sweeter also whichever way you look at it 
Who but the supreme personality of Godhead who lies beyond material perception is the lord of the self-satisfied sages can possibly save my consciousness which has been stolen by a prostitute. See, he is calling her a prostitute. The story is about us. So let us think about it from this point of view. Here King Pururava is saying, you know, I was running after this woman for doing all those kinds of you know, sexual activities. Why should I be bothered about it? Finally, at the end of the day, who is the one who can give me satisfaction? So the person who can give me satisfaction is the Supreme Self. Just two minutes ago, I told you about something. I said, if I want my mind to see, isn't it? So that the one who can tell you how your mind works is called the higher self. Higher self, alright? You have two selves, the lower self and the higher self. The lower self comprises of mind, body and senses and the higher self is the one which comprises of the godly nature of yours. The goodness that is there within you. Now, when you are looking at both these things, the higher self is connected to the upper domain of goodness. And the lower self will always show you the negativity, the things where you can fall down, you can keep on doing all kinds of wrong stuff and it is going to hide things from you. It's going to create situations where you may be given a very, very wrong picture. That is what the lower self does. The higher self gives you the clarity, the truth in life. And do you think truth is palatable? Many a time truth is not palatable. You don't like the truth. You, you know, it's, it's a very simple thing. There is this lady called Gal Gadot. I'm sure you know. I can't call her a pretty woman. She's a wonder woman, pretty woman. Okay. You know, just two days ago, we had a great scientist who died. Now, Stephen Hawking died and she just wrote and that must have been written with goodness at heart. It was not written with anything bad. The only thing which she mentioned is now he can walk. The way she put it, it meant that earlier he could not walk. He was confined to a chair and now he can walk and do something with his and search for more stuff. And that created so much of problem in this world that people started calling her all kinds of things. So, it is not about disability. What she was saying was that the ability, not disability. Now, do you see how the mind takes things in a negative way? I'm sure you see the mind always loves to take the negative out of it. If you really want to see something bad in this world, you can... Trash a person and you can see everything bad about that person. Isn't that true? If you really want to see good about a person, it's an extremely difficult task. To move towards goodness is very tough, believe me. But to fall down in life is very easy. If you really want to see some bad aspect of a person, go on the downward spiral and see. Just one bad thing. And the whole thing looks bleak. Everything looks bad. So, in this world, we need to always look upwards. Look at that bird sitting on top of the tree. The bird which is sitting on top of the tree, in, in the Upanishads it's written that there are two birds sitting on a tree. The bird which is on top 
is called the higher self. The word which is at the bottom is called the lower self. The lower self we just now discussed, it is about mind, body and senses. A mind, body and senses can show you all the downside of life. Every downside of life that you wish to see. Let us say, now, since Tarvija has joined today, so I just give you an example. Today, the thing is, if you want to make the best of the videos, what is the equipment that you wish to have? You know, you can say, oh, I want an Ariflex camera. An Ariflex camera costs 5 crore rupees. You know, all those equipments, the lighting has to be like this. Yeah, the higher end is there. Can you do with what you have? Isn't that what we are saying? You have to make do with what we have. Why are you trashing that thing? So, always use what you have. So, in this world also, we have to always look at the good aspects of life. So, what is this that makes us look at the good aspects of life? The goodness of heart. And the goodness of heart is connected to this bird sitting on top. That is called the higher self. And the higher self is connected to the super self. That is, there is a bigger self that is there. And this bigger self, the one higher, better, is called in other terms, an aspect of God. We call it God because we are just talking about goodness. So he says, who but the supreme personality of Godhead who lies beyond the material perception. See, this is a material perception. This is a higher perception. He is the Lord of the self-satisfied sages. Do you remember in the previous verse, I told you something about desires? Desires come and they destroy your life. If you have a desire for some object, you will go and run after it and destroy yourself. Please believe me. One of them like since we are discussing the Ayla Gita, one of them is ownership of a man or a woman. The moment you start that ownership, you are going to get into very big trouble because the object going away from you or the object leaving you or the object trying to do something creates a lot of problems in our world because we want ownership of that object and this ownership causes a lot of problems and desire is the root cause of all these things. So, did you get that? The sages, spirituality tells us don't have any ownership of anything. Please, do not try to own any object. Have you seen all the sadhus, all these uh, sage Sages and all that, Sai Babas and you know Ram Krishna Paramahansa, Jesus, you name them, all the big people. Do they have ownership of anything? Not a single object. They can't even say, This is my cup. No, they won't even say that. Yeah, they, they may be given a separate cup, but they are not going to have ownership of that. If you ask them, they will say, I don't own anything. And because they don't own anything, if anything goes away from them, do they care for it? No, they don't care for it. So, they are what we call as self-satisfied. They are satisfied in their higher self. The lower self is all about mind, body and senses. The senses always keep on going outwards. No, The mind keeps on roaming here and there. The mind wants to own things. And this is the way everybody loses their peace of mind. 
the sages don't lose their peace of mind is because they don't own anything. What do they do with their mind? They look inwards. It is called self-satisfaction inwards. So they go inwards and are satisfied within themselves. If I have to ask a question, how much money do you think is sufficient in this world for you? Can you answer that question? The answer will not be one. You know you are going to come out with so many answers you cannot even imagine. Today if you think to uh, have a hundred thousand is difficult, you will say I want hundred thousand. But tomorrow when you have hundred thousand what will you say? I want a million. And when you have a million what will you say? I want a billion. When you have a billion what will you say? I want a trillion. Does it get over? No. The satisfaction never comes. The sage is satisfied in what he gets. Have you seen he is just like a bird? You see the birds? Do you think the bird goes and stores grains for tomorrow, day after tomorrow and day after? No, no. The bird goes out, looks for the feed whenever the bird is hungry. It will eat that and it's not going to store. Human beings love to gather stuff. Their desire is to keep it and they are always having paucity of everything. Everything is less in their world. Think. You know, a farmer may farm and if he gets five bags of grain, he will say, last year I got ten. This year I am getting only five. That is less. See? There is nobody who is satisfied in life except the sages. And the sages are always very particular about this. They are not bothered about things outside. They are bothered inside. And because they are bothered inside, they are always self-satisfied. So, did you understand? Lord of self-satisfied sages. Who is it? Those who are satisfied with their self, their own self. The S-E-L-F is capital S. The lower self, just now you remember the lower self and the higher self. The lower self is always looking for things. Is dissatisfied, has desires at heart. The higher self is satisfied within itself. So this satisfied self which is there is in direct connect with the divine. So Kururava is saying over here, who but the supreme personality of Godhead who lies beyond material perceptions is the lord of the self-satisfied sages can possibly save my consciousness which has been stolen by a woman. Why is this thing happening to me? Me is saying, Pururava is saying to himself, I am running after a petty object called a woman? What is this? How stupid that can be? Actually, I should have been running the kingdom. You understand? He's a king. Remember, he's a king. What is a king supposed to do? He should supposed to run his kingdom. He's supposed to manage it properly. But in his world, if he gives precedence to a woman, then what happens to him? Everything goes to ruin. There are lots of people who come to me in, in my world and they will say, you know, Guruji, I have a problem with my wife. I have a problem with my husband. I have a problem with this one. My girlfriend, my boyfriend, all this. Everybody comes. Some people have problem with their children. 
What is the answer? The answer is simply this. You are focusing on things which are going to disturb you. If you are going to be having a desire that your son should be with you or your daughter should behave in a particular manner or your boyfriend has to be like this or your girlfriend has to be that way or my husband should be faithful to me or my wife should be faithful to me. What are all these questions? Aren't they the primary thing in your world? You have put that as priority number one. You understand? Priority number one should always be what can I do with my life? Not what can I do with my wife, okay? <laughs> Not the other way around. What can I do with my life? I am here in this world not because I have to produce a, you know, a plethora of children, you know, 10 children at one time. Sorry, I am not here because of that. I am here because God has sent me in this world to do something really spectacular. The moment you give yourself this, I can do anything in this world. Do you know you will then do something about it? Otherwise, a man, a woman, a girl, a boy, children, they can destroy your life because your mind is going to get attracted towards that nonsensical stuff. And it all starts with ownership, desire. Correct? And there is nothing called love in this world. Let me tell you something. When people say, I am in love with someone or someone is in love with me, I am sorry, they are telling lies to you. Nobody is in love with anyone. Okay? We call love unconditional. Can I put a condition and then say, oh, you have to only love me? This love in this world, the word love has been misused and it is petty. If the children don't love the parents, then the parents don't like it. Isn't that true? If the boyfriend doesn't love the girlfriend, she doesn't like it. If the girl doesn't love the boy, she, he doesn't like it. But if that person wants to do what he wants to do or what she wants to do, isn't that love called conditional love that, okay, I, I don't want him to do this, I don't want her to do that. So this world, in this world, the word love is misused. So then who are, in, who are you in love with? Do you know who you are in love with? The answer is your own self. You see, if I try to put you under water, are you not going to save yourself? Right? Do you remember the story of that monkey? Okay, I will tell you. So, there is a monkey. Alright? And she has got children. You know, have you seen the monkey and the child, how it clutches it like this? The baby clutches the monkey and goes... Now, it so happens that the monkey is caught in a flood. Alright? The monkey is caught in a flood and when the monkey is caught in a flood, what does the monkey do? It climbs on top of the branch or that building and slowly the water rises. And when the water rises, the monkey takes the child and puts it on top of the body over here. Tries to save it. And then slowly the water rises more and more. So the monkey will put the child on top of the head over here. The monkey mother. When the water comes up to here, what happens? 
the monkey mother takes the child, puts it under her feet and climbs up. That's what happens. So finally, who is in love with whom? So did you get the point? Even a mother, when it is her life is at stake, she will first put her life in number one position. Please remember, this is not about a mother, it's about every person in this world. Every person is in love with their own self first. If something happens to you, if you, if you break your leg, if something happens to your heart, you name it, whatever that may happen, are you not worried about it? You are worried about your own self. If you fall down, if you are meeting with an accident, are you not worried about your own life? 100%. And that is called the lower self. You are bothered about your lower self. Is something going wrong? If you cut yourself, you know, oh my God, I cut myself, oh my God. How much you will make, you know, racket if something happens to you? If you lose your hair, okay, or if you put on 5 kgs extra, you know what? You are going to get into very big trouble. Right? At that time, are you bothered about the other person? No. So, remember, the first thing is, the selfish motive is, I love myself more than anybody else in this world. So, the term love is a misnomer in this world. Nobody loves another person. Okay? Please remember this. First, nobody loves another person. It is conditional love. To love another person is conditional love. The person is getting money, is giving love, is having sex, is doing all kinds of things. That is the only reason why that person is in love. Conditional love is what we do in this world. Even a mother-child relationship, I just now proved it to you. That is the truth. So, whom are you bothered about? Your own self. And this self is always bothered about his lower being. I want to dress nicely. I want to look good. I want to do this. I want to do that. There is a singer who is 74 years old and he is, he is going around with a 24-year-old girl. You should look at the way he tries to, you know, put his face and all that. Why is he trying to do that? Because he is in love with himself. Not with that 24-year-old girl. No, nobody is in love with 24-year-old. He is in love with himself. He wants to look good. Remember this. So, you are in love with your own being, number one. Number two, that is a selfish love again. You know how selfish it is? Suppose you develop all those white marks, huh? leukoderma, what do you call it, I think. Then what happens? You want to hide it by makeup. If there is a problem in your world, have you not seen people like Michael Jackson and all, what they used to do to cover their bodies up? Paint the entire body up, isn't it? You have seen a lot of people in this world who do that. Then do you love yourself? If you lose your eyesight, no. You want somebody else's eyesight. If you have a weak heart, why am I having this heart? So then what happens? Then you are going to be full of desires again in your own being, isn't it? I want somebody else's heart. I want somebody else's eyes. I want somebody else's looks. Have you not seen Instagram filled with all those people who want to pump their asses with whatever fluid, I don't know what, and want to look rotund and all that? Oh, come on. What kind of nonsense people will do? 
what kind of enhancement surgeries people do, kind of looks that they, you know, the horriblest of the looking person has got a makeup tutorial. Have you seen the makeup tutorials? Yeah, they will do this, that and they will make themselves so beautiful looking. If you see them in sleep when the makeup is off, you know, you will get scared. Isn't that the truth? So, please understand one thing. You will be scared with these kind of people. It's only when you see the makeup. So, everybody wants to be that beautiful. So, did you see that you start hating yourself because you are not that beautiful? So, did you get the point? So, first, you don't like the other person because it is conditional love. Second, you started liking yourself but you start hating yourself the moment you age in your life, the moment you put on weight, the moment you start losing your hair, the moment you lose shape of your body, you don't like it. You want to be somebody else. So that love is also flimsy. Did you see that? The love for your own body also is flimsy. Then where can you find true love? The true love can be found only within the self. And this self is without desire. The inner self, that is the one which is called the higher self. The higher self is not expecting anything out of you. You know when you do something wrong with your own body, does the higher self tell you something wrong? No. The higher self is always kind to you. You may have done the worst thing on planet earth. You might have robbed. You might have cheated. You might have done all kinds of wrong stuff in this world. But the higher self inside of you is always forgiving. Is always kind, compassionate. And this higher self is called God. So there is a God within you who always in love with you. So why are you not in love with that God? Can you not love your own Self, the higher self more. And this higher self is what these yogis do. They are in love with their innermost being. And this being is without any demands. It doesn't have any demands whatsoever. Did you get the point? It is free. Isn't this same innermost being telling you, can you focus on your career? Can you take care of yourself? Can you? You can do anything in this world. Isn't that the higher self always telling you this? You can do anything in this world. You can beat even Bill Gates to his fortune. Can Is the higher self not telling you this? It is telling you, you are unique. There is no other person like you. I love you so much. You are capable of anything in this world. You can perform whatever you want to. The most dangerous acts to the most beautiful acts also you can do. And you can be your good self. Just don't try to be an ugly person. Just be your good self. This innermost being is telling you constantly. And this innermost being is one with the divine. So, this king Pururava is thinking like this. He says, I have been in love with a petty woman. Now, Urvashi, remember, is called the celestial prostitute. Okay, she is called. Her job is to satisfy everybody. So, you think she is going to keep quiet with one man, Pururava? No. 
she wants to go meet indra she wants to go and meet all the other gods that are there and all the handsome dudes in this world that is her job and she does it what is wrong in what she is doing she is doing only her duty she is programmed for that isn't it now there there may be some doubts in your mind but let me correct them for you since we are talking about an object over here do you know there are lots of people who buy sex dolls isn't it can you expect the sex doll to perform another action besides sex no no you think the sex doll is going to cook your food for you no do you think she is going to tell you ah now you are going to office i will give you this oh you are doing no, nothing like that she is not bothered about whether your career is going to be good or this or that no her job is that so please remember everybody is born for a particular purpose so urvashi was born for the purpose of satisfying sexual needs and that is what she was good at and she was doing that and pururava was getting upset because she was performing her duties so is she wrong in doing what she is doing no that is her job but pururava was mistaken because he started desiring her and when you desire something and you don't get it then you get into trouble that is what happened to him and that is the reason why he was falling down in life because i allowed my intelligence to become dull and because i failed to control my senses the great confusion in my mind did not go away even though urvashi herself gave me wise counsel with well spoken words remember urvashi is a very very smart woman she is a celestial nymph okay she is always in company of the gods she is telling him it's my job i am doing a fantastic job as a prostitute okay i have to serve only one purpose they have made me only for this purpose i am a sex doll for them okay that's it but i can give fantastic advice to you so pururava is saying you see as a human being i got attached to this person okay my eyes were always following her around my ears were only listening to whatever good things that she was saying my mouth was only interested in kissing her and doing all kinds of you know things which are necessary my all my body parts were clinging to her so he says because of which what happened my senses were taken away by her now is it the senses were taken away by her or is it that he was running after her see there are two things a bottle of liquor is not going to say drink me correct does the bottle of liquor say drink me no no it doesn't say drink me a, a pack of cigarettes does it say smoke me it says smoking is injurious to health <laughs> it can cause you cancer doesn't it say that so the same way the bottle of liquor is actually not tempting you is not saying come to me come to me come to me no it is you who is going towards that object it is the person who is going and picking up that cigarette it is the person who is interested in having sex it is not that the object is bad do you get the point the object has its own characteristics liquor has a correct characteristics of intoxicating a person you know that a smoking cigarette has got a habit it it can create this habit of nicotine okay 
a woman um, that means a sex object a woman or a man can create this object of come to me i want to have sex with you that's what it can say to you but it is in whose hand to say no so it's in your hand to say no you can look at the bottle and still say no to it the bottle can tempt you not necessary to go into that a pack of cigarettes can tempt you but not necessary to go and smoke it a drug you know people are crazy about drugs the drug people are going to sell the drugs and it's not necessary to go and buy them you don't have to become an addict same way an object of sex is going to tempt you towards sex but it is not necessary to fall into that so the senses are drawn towards it it is not that the object is coming towards you it is the senses are going towards that object our senses go towards that object secondly see he is saying fail to control my senses and because i fail to control my senses my mind took over how does the mind take over you know the mind says if a person likes to drink you know what he say just one small glass will do and after that maybe i'll have another one after that maybe another one then maybe another one you know what it never stops same way a cigarette person who keeps on smoking i am giving up today oh what i will have the last one and then i'll give up sir the last one never happens do you know in therapy when people go for these therapies the drug addiction and all or sex addiction do you know they have to keep on doing that therapy continuously hey gaya iska chitti we stopped can you put another battery in this one moment you'll have to just give me one minute all right so what happens to this individual his senses are drawn the mind gives stories it says one more one for the road one this one one extra one extra one extra you know that one extra keeps you going for a very long time and then you are addicted so in this particular meeting that they go these these addicts which are there who go for the meeting they can't go for an alcoholic anonymous or a drug you know meeting once only they have to keep on going again and again and again and again and again because it is so easy to fall down just one push and the person can fall down and it is a long drawn therapy 
So can you understand how the mind can give you different situations? The mind will tell you just one, just one, just one. Can we just try once? And that once, once, once finishes of that person. Sex also is exactly like that. You know, <coughs> the person will say, just once, just once, just once. It is a never-ending story. So that is the reason why Pururava is saying, my mind was carried away. Intellect is completely demolished. You know, the intellect that is there with human beings. Person cannot think beyond that particular frame at all. When a person is driven by that idea that I want to have sex, nothing can stop. That is the reason why, have you seen the rapist? They don't stop. The rapists don't stop because there is no stop button for that. The intellect has left them. It doesn't tell them that this is a heinous act, this is wrong, this is not good. Same way, your intellect will leave you the moment you have started taking drugs, the moment you have started drinking, it is not going to show you the right path at all. Your intellect will say, it's okay, it's okay, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. It will numb you. Because I allowed my intellect to become dull, and because I failed to control my senses, the great confusion in the mind did not go away, even though Urvashi gave, herself gave me wise counsel with well-spoken words. So even if there is another person who is telling you, don't do this, I am saying it for your own good, you will never listen. A person will never listen to another person, even if that person is saying something nice and saying, don't do this, please. So there is a drug addict, there is a person who smokes, drinks, has sex, so many things. You try telling that person whose mind has been overtaken, whose intellect is completely destroyed, a person whose senses are out of control. You try telling that person something. No. It doesn't drill down into that person because he has succumbed to his lower being. So I hope you understood. It is not right to succumb to the lower being. Remember, the higher being is in love with you. Love, pure love can only be found within the higher being, which is nothing but the Divine Lord. Okay? Though you all have heard me in this satsang about all the negatives, I have to end it with a positive. I will tell you something. It is not that marriage or having a relationship or sex or anything is bad. I am not saying that. God has created it for a sufficient you know, purpose. It is there for a particular purpose. But not for excesses. Not for a continuous desirous kind of a life. You have to use your faculties only when it is needed, not all the time. You should know how to control yourself. Let the higher being in you control your lower being and let the lower being not go out of hand. It is exactly like the horse, a wild horse. You know, you cannot never, never control a wild horse till the time you train it. And then you can have a winning horse. So the upper, the higher bird that is there or what I was saying is your higher self should control the lower self. Then you will be the winner. Okay?
So this is what I will do. I will end over here. We have done till verse 16. Bye.